Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart Peace Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I'm your host, Master Wife. And I am Master Joe. And hello, everyone. Yay, hello again. I hope you had a great or a wonderful weekend. This past weekend was the 4th of July. Yay, America. Yes, America. America. Uh, what's a what's an American song that oh we could gosh, sing? Oh gosh, we tried this before. America, <laughs> um, you know something. Blah, da, 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 da. We America, don't know the America, words to this song. From sea to shining sea. Are you <laughs> Are you doing a Whitney Houston or something? No, no, if I was doing a Whitney Houston, it'd probably be like <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know what she, you know what they did to her uh, yeah. last Christmas. That was Mariah Carey. Oh, oh, oh wow. who did who did you say? <laughs> Whitney Houston. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, if I was doing Whitney Houston, it'd be it'd be baller. It'd be yeah, boss. baller. I heard Mariah Carey. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mariah was trying to do Whitney stuff though, right? Yeah. They had they oh were they together. they sang on the uh what was it the Prince of Egypt? Yes. There can be miracles. If you believe, if you believe, the hope is for real. Wow, it's hard to kill. Yes, <laughs> I'm surprised you you never remember lyrics. Yeah. We are so off. Welcome to the singing badly yes. podcast. Welcome back, actually. Yes, welcome we, back. We we ran out of space. Yeah, last to week. upload an episode last week. Yeah, uh, we ran into our. We missed you cap. guys. We did. We missed you dearly. But you all just friggin' picked up the slack and just interacted with us so much. Thank you, everybody that was yes. just talking Thank to us you. on Twitter. All the new follows. We got some new likes. Yes. Facebook changed their their stuff again, so new followers. We can't see yeah. who our new likes are, which is kind of like well, great. Because um, we used to do a thing, well, we still do it anyway, but every Monday we shout out our new likes on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we can't identify you anymore and say, congratulations, you first name. So now we just say, thanks, new likes. Thank you. So thanks, guys. You all know who you are. Yes. But thank you to everybody. I want to give a special shout out to the folks over at the Spine on Me podcast, uh, holding it down on Twitter. A lot of those guys came and checked us out and we checked them out and it's just some other uh, good people of color getting out here on the podcast and doing what it do, so... Uh, doing it do. Yeah, very much enjoyed listening to you guys and and hear, like, looking forward to hearing you in the future. Yes. Well, today we're going to be talking about basically online versus local gaming. Yes. The pros and cons and how can we take advantage of both types of gameplay in our relationships. That's right. And what the effects are of each uh, type of gameplay. This is actually a topic that came in to us. Uh, one of our listeners sent us uh, this suggestion for an episode via our uh, submission episode submission uh, contact form on our website heartpeacepodcast.com uh, so if you guys ever have a episode that you think we should cover go to heartpeacepodcast.com mm-hmm. go to the contact page and you can email us uh, what you would like us to talk about and we, we read all those things and it's awesome so they sent this and they said uh, how do you make friends you know in these two different areas of gaming local and online so we taught that we we, we took that and saw it or thought blurb we took that and thought hey why don't we do an episode about this and kind of flesh it out a little bit more 
Yep. But before we get into that important topic, we're going to start with the major heart, heart piece, piece of, of the, the week. week. <sighs> yes. I thought I'd join you that time. It felt good, man. Yes. It felt real good. The bond of the, <laughs> the masters. Yes, the master bond is strong. Um, so who went first last week? I think you did. Okay, you got it then, Captain. Yep. So this past weekend, you know, it was the 4th of July, and I actually got to go to a wedding. A wedding, you say? Yes, love is in the air. Yeah. Love is in the air. We missed you, by the way, during the time that you were at the wedding which we were like, why do people get married on 4th of July? It's such a crazy date to get married. But, you know, maybe you are a true patriot and you want to get married on the 4th of July. Yeah, but it was pretty actually cool. pretty different and pretty cool. Like, did they not, have fireworks? No, oh, I don't oh. think they did. But a family friend of ours had got married and also her mom was getting married at the same time. So it was like a dual like oh, wedding. Oh, So see. that's a different idea for anyone who's thinking of getting married. I don't know if you want to get married with your parents, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, whatever. Yeah. Consolidation. Got to save on them bucks. Weddings are expensive. Yeah, but congratulations. Yes, yes. Congratulations to them. Good fun. Good fun. Master wife was wearing a, a lovely dress. She looked uh, beautiful. Thanks. So I'm just going to so bonus sweet. heart piece for you. Um, my major heart piece of the week kind of coincided in the same type family deal as our family uh, got together for the 4th of July. And in this doesn't seem like a huge deal, but it's a pretty rare occasion when our family gets together. Um, one of my brothers lives down in Florida. He runs his own business. Uh, he's got a kid. One of my other brothers lives uh, here in North Carolina with us, but he's always working and uh, they have two kids, him and his wife. So, you know, getting together can be a bit of an ordeal to get the entire family together. But we were all here, uh, me, them, their wives, children, my dad all went to uh, my brother's house in North Carolina, big house, and we just kind of, you know, got together for basically the first time, uh, I believe, this entire year. So most of the time that only happens like maybe Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. But so it was cool to uh, to have all the fam together and uh, just, just chat and relax and be family. Family. Family's awesome. important. Family's yes, important. Yes, take so advantage of family Spend time, time with your family. Yep, anytime. Okay, well, let's get into our topic. Let's do it. What are we talking about today, Master Wife? Well, you know, online gaming has been increasing, increasing, and we've been talking about this actually in the gaming industry, don't you think? Yeah, we have. We've we've had a couple of discussions, me and you, about it. Mm-hmm. And you play a lot of online gaming. I'm really not into the online gaming, but Master Joe does a lot. I'm pretty big on that online gaming. Call guys. of Duty, Halo. Yeah, all those well, games. not so much now, but but I have that uh, history. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's pros and cons to everything, but I feel like the industry is moving towards less local gaming. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. It is definitely shifting to the point now where since everything's getting so technologically advanced. Yeah, there's and, like a new trend. Yeah, like even for a game to run at its most optimal setting, like if you have split screen, you notice a, a, a difference in quality. Yeah. Then if you're playing like Mario Kart, if you're playing Mario Kart single player, but then you play Mario Kart with like three people, there's a quality shift in the game. Yeah. You know, in the Do you visuals. think that's why the industry is moving towards like more online gaming? Because the split screen, like we're so de- like we're so involved in these like graphics that they mm-hmm. don't want to incorporate split screen. Yeah. And, and the gaming industry is kind of dominated more or less uh, by the Western developers at this point. So, yeah, I think that Western gaming is a whole lot more. Uh, focused on 
you know, visuals and, you know, the graphical power, graphical statements that you can make and whatnot, how much detail you can pour into each mm-hmm. polygon. And, you know, so, yeah, I think that that is kind of shifting that way to a single, uh, you know, player, single console, single uh, TV screen type experience. I know one of the first times that I encounter that, uh, like, I mean, the very first time, because I'm coming from the standpoint of Halo. Back in the day, mm-hmm. you could hook up, like, you know, consoles together and have 16 people playing, four people on each uh, you know, console and TV. Mm-hmm. Then we wanted to play, I think I, it was Modern Warfare 2, I want to say. Some friends of mine got together with our Xbox 360s and we were going to play Modern Warfare 2. And it was just eight of us, so we mm-hmm. had two consoles and we were going to play. But you couldn't, you couldn't land. You couldn't land together. You could only do split screen with four people on one screen, I think. But even that, like, don't quote me, I can't even remember. Okay. But we couldn't, so we couldn't play like the way we wanted to. We're like, oh man, it's so stupid. So we looked it up and like, oh man, is this true? Yeah, you have to have one console and you all have to be online. And it's like, well, if you want to do that, you have to have Xbox Live subscription. You have to have a console. You have to have Mm -hmm. a TV. You you know, so much, much more overhead to spend out to be able to play one game with your friends. You know, if you eight friends together to play like that. Yeah, the other day we were just trying to find a game for us to play together, and we thought we could play like. Um, Far Cry 4 oh, yeah. and we found out that we couldn't play it and like together locally. Yeah, yeah we thought it was local co-op and it is definitely not. <laughs> it's online co-op. <laughs> You're like, well, not going to get this game. Uh, they had, what, Splinter Cell, the last Splinter Cell that came out, Blacklist, years ago, but uh, we were going to get it on the Wii U because I was like, oh, it's be really cool to like use the gamepad as the gadgets and whatnot mm-hmm. and that'd be cool. Uh, and we played Splinter Cell Conviction yep. which was split screen and all this uh, Splinter Cell games have been split screen co-op uh, that, that have had that function but this one they were saying yeah on the Wii U we're not doing co-op I'm like what what you mean yeah. why? why so we didn't get that game you know yeah I was actually reading this article and this was an article written in 2010 when the Wii was the, like the main console of Nintendo the hot dog yes and it was about this girl and she wanted to play a game with her friend and it was Medal of Honor oh yeah uh-huh and Man, she, long live Medal of Honor. Yeah, and she found out <laughs> that, that you couldn't died. do like a local player. So her and her friend, like in order for her to actually play that game with her friend, she said that first her friend had who had a different console, like mm-hmm. a PS3 or Xbox, had to actually go to GameStop and get a Wii and also buy another copy of the game. Yep. And then they have to go to their house, try to install the game, connect to the internet and then you in order to connect with your friend you have to buy an adapter or something i'm sorry are we are we still talking about video games or <laughs> is this are we talking about science yes the science between online gaming <laughs> that's a lot of steps i'm just okay you, you lost me there for a second but i'm, I'm back i'm back and now. then like like god forbid you have like connection problems yeah. like you don't have a great internet subscriber time warner um <laughs> it's oh god <laughs> time warner cable they're the best <laughs> but you don't really get to see and you also don't get to see your uh friends reactions to those games when you're playing online so that can be like the disadvantage of having online gaming yeah if you're talking about it from like a a, a bonding perspective it gets to be really um taxing like mm-hmm. you were saying just going through all those steps like i don't know about you but I, it's, it's a very short list of people that would be willing to go through all of those steps and have the financial stability to buy all of those things to be able to play one game with me mm-hmm. and it's a very short list 
And yeah. basically, it, it, I'm on that list, and that's why it's very short. Um, but yeah, so that is definitely one of the disadvantages. You can't really connect in the yes. sense like you could with a local game that's got everything packaged in for you, ready to go out the box. Um, and there's advantages and disadvantages on each side. But yeah. but like in local gaming, you could play with your friends. You don't necessarily have to buy a different console or buy the same similar game. You can mm-hmm. play with your siblings. You'll actually know the person that you're kind of interacting with. Whereas online, you're interacting with different people and they may have different personalities. You might find people that can be kind of offensive yeah. towards you online. Whereas local... You may already know those people and have a bond with those people, so they're more respectful versus being online. Right, and that's that's kind of the foil too of local gaming. So, kind of tying it back into the whole relationship thing, there are two things that you need in order to uh, have a local gameplay session with somebody. And the first thing is a relationship. It's very very rare. Uh, like I mean, some form of relationship, even if it's just acquaintances, but there has to be something enough where you can go to somebody and say, "Hey, do you want to play this video game with me locally?" And they, for them to say, "Yeah, okay, let's 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 put ourselves in the same physical space and play this game together." Mm-hmm. You know, some people aren't even comfortable to do that, and certainly not with just strangers. Uh, it kind of depends person to person. It's kind of an outgoing thing to do. Um, and in today's world, where everyone's kind of like uh reserved from each other at Mm -hmm. least in the in the real world sense like online everyone's best friends you can go on twitter and say hey man and be like hey dude thanks for the follow oh thanks for the follow man check out my youtube yeah or facebook or whatever you know oh i liked your instagram picture oh thanks man you know but real life you know you go to somebody oh i like your hair like how many times do you say that you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. whatever it is so you have to have that that form of relationship first even be able to ask somebody that um and be comfortable doing it the second thing is you have to have the stuff. Uh, you have to have the controllers. You have to have the system. You got to have a big enough TV to play on. Some folks, I mean, we sit at home, we play on maybe a 20 or a 32-inch TV. That's good just for us. You know, maybe you play on your monitor. Uh, you play PC games on like a 21-inch monitor or something like that, and that's good enough for you. Maybe you only have one controller, you know? Back in the days of when local was just like supreme and local multiplayer really meant mm-hmm. local versus multiplayer. It wasn't mm-hmm. really co-op back then. But, you know, for the N64... All the systems that my family had, let's see, starting with Super Nintendo, we always had the maximum amount of controllers that you could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the Super Nintendo had the multi-tap thing where you could plug up extra controllers to a system and, you know, play more like that. But, you know, two controllers and then 64 had four, GameCube had four, Wii's, you know, four, now Wii U is like five sometimes depending on what game you're playing mm-hmm. or whatever versus like PlayStation 2 only always had two. And then PlayStation 3 had four uh, and, you know, kind of took off from there. But you got to have the hardware to be able to support a local multiplayer session. So and once I, you have all those yeah. things, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. And I think you need that for online as well as the LAN. Yeah. It's, it's different, but the same type of thing. Yeah. Yes. But I think that's another advantage of local gaming is when you can set custom rules to like local oh, yeah. gaming as well. Like, have you ever had moments where you would compete with your siblings mm-hmm. at home and like try to battle it out? We just did a thing, uh, uh, me and my brother Josh, actually. We did a, and you were there too. We Remember we sat down, we played Mario Kart 8. Oh, yes. And mm, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Why don't you want to talk about it? I thought it was fun. Uh, we were playing Mario Kart 8 and we were racing. It was like, I think 150cc. We tried the 200 and that's crazy, it's fun, it's fast. Um, but then we went down to 150 and we said, okay, look, because we were playing, it was like, why is your car faster than mine? Or why is this, why is that? So we said, all right, look. 
Here's what we're going to do. We're all going to pick the same cart. It's this cart. It's this. It's these wheels. It's this glider. And, you know, good. So all of the stats are the same, right? <laughs> yeah. But then you think about, it, okay, well, how hard would that be to set up in a multiplayer online session? Like, first of all, you have to make sure everyone has a Skype call. Everyone, yep. You get everybody. Okay, make sure everyone's paying attention because you can't see them to verify they're paying attention. I mean, if you have video call or something, fine. But you got to, you know, make sure you're on the same page. Then you, you know, what if somebody wants to see to confirm because they don't know what the slim tires look like? You know what I mean? They can't see you selecting the slim tires. Yeah. So there's things like that that can just kind of speed up the process. You kind of do that on the Master Joe Gamer Show where you have Saturday morning smash where you play with your viewers. Yeah. But still in that case, you have to communicate with your viewers. Like these are going to be the set rules. It's not like you're anonymously like playing with someone online. Yeah. So it's kind of difficult to make like custom rules. Yeah. Versus when I have uh, the homies over and we're playing smash. Like one of the things that's really fun for me to do is playing um, just like nonsense smash games. Mm-hmm. But there, it's really hard to explain online because, yeah, you're playing on Twitch and there's a 30 second delay. You could type, but then, OK, typing is kind of like archaic for communicating. Uh, so, you know, we may play a game of hot potato and smash and I can look at my friend and say, OK, you do this and I mm-hmm. can just show them. And then that's it. Uh, but, yeah, it gets a little bit trickier online. Uh, there's a couple more steps involved. So I think it's kind of a case of like analog versus digital. Yes. Where analog would be the local aspect of gaming and the ease of you know, real life physical communication, uh, and you know, analogous communication with folks. And then online is really the digital sense where everything's kind of being processed digitally and has to be interpreted digitally. Um, and it's kind of a filter there. Yeah. But there, you know, we've been talking a lot about the advantages of local gaming. There's also advantages of online multiplayer as well. Like when you, when you don't have those people to play with your friends to play with, they're always busy or they're, they have a different console, and so you can't play with them um, on the internet. Mm-hmm. And also, like, if your friends don't like that game and you're the only one into that <laughs> game. <laughs> Come on, guys. I want to play Bomberman 64. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of the games that Master Joe plays, I'm not really into, but he can actually find somebody online to play with. And also, you can play anytime you want to. So, like, when you come home from work and everybody else is doing something, Master Joe come home from work, he can go online and find someone to play with. Exactly. If it's a good online platform. Because sometimes <laughs> you can get... <laughs> yeah, yeah you get in there and it starts to lag out on you. Or lag out or you just have people on your team that are just... Yep. Yeah. Ha- that's the that's you know Fill that comes the back. Blank. <laughs> that comes back, and you can really you can really get both of those in local and online. That, yeah. That's a really that's a relational problem as far as you know knowing a person and kind of being able to feel out a person and and kind of understand. Like if I'm playing with a stranger online and they're joking, but they say something that could be interpreted as mean, then I don't really know their you know mannerisms or motives behind mm-hmm. why they're saying what they're saying. So I might not see the humor in it at all yeah. and get offended and, you know, there you are. Versus in a real life setting, if someone says, oh, get wrecked, son. But I can see them. I can see their face. I can hear their their intonation in their voice, their tone. I can, you know, see them smiling at me or laughing or whatever it is. And there's a positive interaction there. Then, okay, I get it. So that's kind of, you know, my layer of frustration yeah, with online but you, at times. But online, you can mute online players when you don't want to hear them or see like if they're being rude versus if you're hanging out with friends you can't really yeah you can't really tell your friend hey i'm just gonna mute Mute you you. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i don't know there's i i think everyone 
has like like they're more geared towards online versus local. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like we said at the beginning. It's yeah. kind of the the way the industry is shifting yeah. to that point. Now people have the hardware, uh, you know, generally speaking, to support an online interaction. And online interactions are great. There are some games that uh, feature online, and if they were local, it probably wouldn't work as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, let me see, Awesome Knots. Awesome Knots is an online game I love to play. It's local as well, but not in the sense of like you know old school sixty four or whatever. Um, but it's a MOBA. It's a it's a two D side scrolling platformer mm-hmm. slash MOBA game. You know, it's like if they took League of Legends and made it instead of being three D, they made it two D. So functionally, it's it's kind of weird as a MOBA, but it's a lot of fun. It's got cool visuals, and they continuously update it, and the community's good. But that game, it's three v three, so. If I wanted to play that locally, I'd have to have five other people to play it with, you know, and that's kind of like, well, how do we schedule for mm-hmm. that? How do, are people going to be available? You got to drive, you got to, you know, be in the same physical space. Do I even have enough controllers to support mm-hmm. that? Because those all have to be mine or somebody has to have the same console and bring their controller, uh, which may or may not be the case. So online for that sense, it's, it's perfect. It works great. We can get on Skype, we can communicate and chat and work uh, together with each other. And that can be really, really nice. You can have a lot of fun uh, that way of online game. Yep. But basically, it all comes down to that online and local gaming are different types of multiplayer, but one should not substitute for the other. Yeah, you really can't now. So I hope that the industries will start to recognize that online multiplier player has this place but multiplier <laughs> multiplier times two multiplier <laughs> has this place but i hope that they will bring back our the old school couch mode they might gaming. be they might be there seems to be a little bit of a resurgence going on in the gaming industry yeah i know nintendo kind of keeps that mm-hmm. in um, fact nintendo's this is kind of crazy but splatoon uh newest game newest ip even out of nintendo uh this summer is the very first nintendo game that is more heavily dominant for its online play than its offline and it Mm -hmm. has a single player it has like a 1v1 local multiplayer battle type thing but the meat and potatoes of that game is it's online which is a first for nintendo so it's kind of weird uh when you look at a nintendo game that you can't play with with three of your buddies you know what i mean yeah did you know that um, IGN in 2010, um, Super Mario Bros. for the Wii, actually got docked for its lack of online gaming? Really? Yeah. The, so, new Super Mario Bros. for the Wii? Yes, for the Wii. It was wow. the old, it was back then. I but do remember in that, In Australia yeah. and the, I think, UK, they did not dock it for that. It didn't really matter. It didn't seem to matter. So, it's just... I don't know if this is like just an America thing. I've never really thought about that. Like, yeah, you're right. And like, as far as online uh, desire to play online games in other countries. Yeah, versus local. But yeah. Interesting. So this has been our first segment. We're going to get into more of how to take advantage of online and local gaming in our second half. Oh, yeah. So you guys stay tuned for this quick commercial break. Well, hey, y'all! Well, it's Bug Henry, and I'm saddled up at the Mississippi Flea Market. I'm selling PlayStations, Segas, and Nintendos, and of course, Xbox 360s. I've been doing this from 1766. Who cares? I'm crazy. I killed a man. We got chat. 
Hey guys, I'm Bob Shumpert. I'm gonna look over your kids, okay? Bob Shumpert's been making yogurt since Situation. I had seen Ray Ray and Tanisha over there in the street while they was coming over from the store. Then I seen this other dude with this red hat, this red shirt came out of nowhere, lit him up with a fireball. Brashana, what's the overall mood in the Mushroom Kingdom? Ain't nobody care about us out here. Okay, we out here on the streets, okay? We scrapping for mushrooms every day up in here, okay? And then y'all coming out of here with fireballs. Ain't nobody care about me. Thanks, Brashana. Seem to be having some technical difficulties. Uh, let's cut back to you, Chuck and Larry, in the CNN studio. Well, it seems like there are some exciting adventures going down in the Mushroom Kingdom, Larry. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a real shame. Well, uh, come back with us at 11 o'clock. We're going to be talking about the presidential nominees, which include Bowser. Welcome back to the Heart Peace Podcast, where we've been talking about... Well, before we get into that, uh, <laughs> interesting news break story uh, from the folks at the network there. It seems that the Mushroom Kingdom is also having some strange uh, unrest in the Black Yoshi community. Yes, very chaotic. Yeah, it's a weird uh, parallel to what's going on in the States right now. It's very, very interesting. Mm, yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to stay abreast of those developments. I might check that out online. Uh, but at any rate, we have been talking about... <laughs> family and we've also been talking about uh online and local gaming the advantages disadvantages and the effects uh on the relationships yep and kind of how to you know use those two types of gamings uh to your relational benefit so we're going to get into that now starting with local gaming uh like we said in the last segment we kind of talked about what the advantages of local gaming are so now we're going to talk about how to use local gaming in order to uh build some friendships and kind of maintain the ones you have and what you can potentially do in an industry that's kind of moving towards more online gaming, right. like what you can do now. So one of the things that, because like we said, the, the whole industry is just moving toward this online. There's really not a lot of local like split screen modern games that are popping up. Yeah. Uh, so it can be kind of, they be kind of hard sometimes in the video game world. But as a result, at least what I feel like is a result, a lot of gamers are starting to gravitate towards tabletop games. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've talked about tabletop games before. Uh, and of course, there are video games that you can play. But for example, whenever I invite people over my house, we're generally playing Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because of the success of the Wii and how like you know locally awesome that was as a console, you bring everybody over to play Wii Sports, tennis, or whatever it was. Or Mario Kart. Yeah, or Mario or Kart Smash Bros. Nintendo Land. Uh, right, yeah, well, Nintendo Land's for the Wii U. Oh, yeah. Um, but we already have all of the hardware we need for that. So we already have all the controllers. We already have all the, you know, everything set up for that. We didn't have to buy a whole lot to continue having local multiplayer fun with the Wii, uh, or the Wii U, rather. So most of the time, folks come over our house, we're playing Nintendo. But if you have Xbox One um, or a PS4 in the new console gen, it's it's... You know, you have games like The Witcher 3, mm -hmm. uh, Batman Arkham Knight just came out. They're not multiplayer games yeah. per se, 
Uh, so most of the time you have to look to your, you know, your indie titles, the arcades or stuff like that to try to find something that's multiplayer. For me on Xbox 360, going back a gen, Castle Crashers, Castle Crashers, sorry, was an amazing uh, local yeah, multiplayer game. It had online as well, but I got that in college and, you know, we had enough controllers because of Halo, you know. Uh, so we already had four controllers and it was a stupid fun game. And now you can play that on Steam and things like that. So the games are out there. They still exist. They're not the newest things anymore. Um, and what was that game on PlayStation where you're, um, you're actually like dancing around with the controller? I can't remember the game. Dancing like the around mus- with the controller. The music oh, goes. Joust. Yeah, Joust yeah, is on PlayStation, yeah. and also that game that you play with our friend with a like pogo stick or not a pogo stick. All of those are actually part of the same game called Sports Friends, oh, yeah, which was Sports another Friends. like indie you know project that uh, made its way onto PlayStation. And was really fun, you know, but that's kind of another thing. It's this quirky, like off the wall game. It's not a triple A. It's not a mainstream thing. A lot of people wouldn't even know about mm-hmm. it. Um, but most people have heard of Joust. If you've ever been in like a gaming convention, you may have seen a bunch of people with the PlayStation Move controllers and they're kind of glowing uh, mm-hmm. with a light and they're just like dancing around each other. And, you know, uh, that's the game called Joust, where the whole objective is to, you know, shake make someone shake their uh we or we remote they're basically we remotes i mean i'm just saying uh (laughs) you you try to get to get someone to move their uh playstation move controller a little bit too fast either by like pushing them or like grabbing and shaking their hand or doing something that makes them move a little bit too fast uh and that gets them out of the game it's a motion detecting game it's like dancing tag slash ninja moves Like anything you can think of. Ninja like, moves. Like if you want to be a ballet dancer, you can. Like dancing around. Yeah, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, but that requires a lot of space. Uh, you need to have yeah. hardware for that. Not a lot of people bought into the PlayStation Move. PC uh, also has some games. Um, we were watching Cupquake. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I don't remember this <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, I has Cupquake. They she have, plays a lot of like browser desktop games and whatnot. It's really crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, but she plays a lot of games like PC games uh, with her husband and they kind of have a lot of verses. So those are there's some opportunity there in PC, PC mm-hmm. games too. Yeah. So what uh, kind of my advice to people is do things like that. Go go look at what other people are playing these days and see if that is interesting to you. Use uh, the YouTube. Use the YouTube, Luke. Um, but getting back to, you know, my point was that Tabletop games are a really great way to kind of fill that gap uh, right now. If you don't have, you know, Nintendo or you don't have a bunch of, or you don't even have a PC or you don't have all the hardware that you need. Maybe if you don't have four controllers or, you know, your friends aren't into FIFA or whatever it is, sports games, then tabletop games are a really good uh, way to go. Mm-hmm. So one of our favorite tabletop games we've played uh, recently is Coup. Coup is made by the folks that make uh, the Resistance game, which most people may have heard of before they've heard of Coup. Coup's a smaller game. It's up. You can play it with up to two to six people, uh, but it, it gets really fun the more people you have. So, you know, mm-hmm. three, five, and six, it's really good. There's an expansion uh, that you can order from Amazon uh, or online anywhere, really, that increases it to 10 people. So it's And it's a really easy game to pick up that's the other thing is because there's such a learning curve for a lot of the modern games these days like there's stuff you need to know or there's skills that you need to have uh in order to keep up and do well mm-hmm. but in tabletop everybody's kind of at the same you know level like who's really a, like a monopoly expert you know what mm-hmm. i mean who's played monopoly that much if you're just a casual fan of, of gaming so uh it's a, it's a really great way to mm-hmm. break people in yeah so like i was saying before the thing about local gaming is you have to have two things you have to have the hardware 
and you have to have uh, something of a relationship to get it going. So it's it serves to be a good icebreaker if you don't have that much of a relationship, but you do have to at least put the invitation out there in some form. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last episode, remember, we had Samus uh, in, the, in the house, and she was talking about how when she was in college and kind of just starting up with folks and didn't really know anybody, she sent out a mass email to, I guess, her dorm, and some folks in that email just responded and said, hey, yeah, sure, we'll come play Sega with you. Not everybody did, but some folks did. And then those folks ended up being in her music video. And, you know, tried to start, uh, she grew her kind of core group of friends out of that in her first kind of experiences in college. And it just took an email. I've done mm-hmm. that before where I've been in an apartment complex and I'll just go and, you know, if I don't have everyone's email... I'll just put a note on everyone's door. You know, like they would mm-hmm. sometimes in apartments, you'll do that where the management needs to tell you something. They'll put a note on your door. It says, hey, look, all residents, we're going to have a pool party and da da da. So I made a little note. I said, hey, look, I'm going to be playing Smash Bros on this day. Anybody wants to come? You guys can come. Yeah. Master Joe actually did that on Halloween in his robot head. And he, I did. <laughs> he scared someone's dog. <laughs> I did. And someone got really mad at him because he scared their dog. Oh, it was so funny, though. I went over, I was wearing this giant robot head from uh, the LMFAO Party Rockers music videos, and it had speakers in the ears, and it was epic. And so I would I went around on Halloween, and I played music out of my ears, and I knocked on people's doors, and they opened the doors, oh and I handed them a note. <laughs> <laughs> like... Thinking back on it now, it's like the creepiest thing. Like some yeah, crazy dude going around Halloween handing out notes. But it was so funny. And and people came to yeah. the thing afterwards. So It's pretty awesome. But going back, after you kind of, I guess, open yourself up to getting to know people or passing out notes or emails to get people to come and play, when those mm-hmm. people come to play, Facebook messages yeah, or whatever. locally, you want to incorporate games that you feel will be comfortable. So like Master Joe said, um, with Samus, she um, wanted to play Sega games. So she took it old school. And so nowadays, you know, the games have or the in, on, I guess the gaming community has shifted towards online gaming. You can go back to those older games that still mm-hmm. um, plays like co-op games yeah, and also tabletop games like Coup, which is... Um, incorporates a lot of bluffing and lying so if you don't want to do that the first time you meet someone you can also play games like another tabletop called forbidden island which is basically a co-op island a co-op game where each individual has a special skill and you're trying to get off this island before it sinks so Mm -hmm. that's another tabletop game that's kind of they have a lot of co-op uh tabletop games now like what epidemic i think is yeah epidemic Uh, we're all basically like doctors and you're trying to keep this virus from spreading yeah Mm -hmm. or pandemic 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 um so that's another way also if your console if you have a console that doesn't have um really that much co-op games you can also take turns playing this game Mm -hmm. like if you're in a relationship like master joe and i sometimes we'll take turns playing a single game or like if it's a puzzle game and master joe is playing i will you know, be with him and we will be communicating about what we can do to, I guess, proceed in this game. Well, basically what, what Master Wife is trying to say is that when I get stuck, <laughs> she will solve the puzzle. No. Because she's only. so much better at puzzle games than me. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun. Uh, but, but yeah, one of the like one of the most fun times I ever had with a puzzle game, going back way back to college when we were in uh, with Los Saceros, we had some members of our, our, of our salsa dance group 
in the library. And I, th- I don't know what we were doing. It might have been midterms. We were studying or something. But uh, you had a copy of Professor Layton and the Curious Village. Mm-hmm. And you remember that rat puzzle? I don't, I don't think so. The mice puzzle was like there's two mice in a room. After a couple minutes, how many mice are there? You know? Like, and they oh. give you all these facts about mm-hmm. how fast uh, mice multiply and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they ask you how many mice. And we, and it took us, it was like, it, we couldn't figure it out, but we did. We <laughs> figured it out. And then once we figured it out, we said, oh man, this would be so funny to see what other people do yep. with this. Because it was the easiest answer. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it, uh, but check it out. It's like the mice or the rat puzzle in Professor Layton and the Curious Village. It's so funny. But we took that game and just unleashed it on our, you know, maybe six other people and in the library and just watch them try to figure out this puzzle it's mm-hmm. a single player game you know it's it's not multiplayer but you just have all these people huddled around this you know <laughs> nintendo ds light <laughs> my god so old um and they're trying to figure out the puzzle it's so so that's a way you kind of break it in you get you get something like that some kind of one player experience that everyone can play together mm-hmm. nes remix is another good example of that i played that uh, over the weekend with my brother josh because back in the day, what would you do? You know, you had you didn't have multiplayer games either. You had single player Mario games and single player Sega games and you know Sonic games, whatever. So most of the time, if you had siblings, your parents would make you share and play the game together. So each time you either failed or lost a life or whatever, you had to pass the controller, and then the next person would try. Uh, that's basically how we got through Donkey Kong, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just play NEX Remix, and we would try to pass the missions, and if we failed, then we gave it to the other person. And that's what we did, like, throughout the whole thing. Yep. So there are still ways, even in today, like, that you can find ways to, I guess, interact locally. Yeah. You kind of have to fudge it, but you can do it. You can Um, do it. A a really great game that just came out that's just fantastic. No matter if you have one person, uh, if you have, like, a small group of friends, maybe not that many. If you only have maybe one or two friends, check out... um, Affordable Space Adventures. This is a Wii U game, so mm-hmm. if you have the Wii U, try it out. It's it's not the longest game, so it's 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 you know not a big time commitment, but it's a lot of fun and it will make you feel like you were freaking on the bridge of Star Trek. Like it's it's so crazy. Basically, uh, if you're playing single player, you get access to all of the function of this ship. But if you're playing two or three, then you have to share the functions of the ship. With three players, it's the best because each player has their own unique function that they alone control. And so you have to communicate with each other uh, to do things like, okay, I need increase my thrust on the ship. All right, I need more shields. All right, bring up the mass generator and make us heavier or whatever it is. Um, you know, So you have to kind of communicate those things or point the light that way. Uh, so it's a lot of fun, if you can imagine, just getting a bunch of friends together to try to control one spaceship. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Also, Cave Story was fun. Oh, Cave Story is so much fun. What's another that kind was of on the Wii, game. right? Uh, Cave Story is also available on Steam. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's PC you can play, but it, it is on the Wii U. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Well, now we can try to shift over to online gaming. Yeah. And since Master Joe is like the expert on online gaming, like how did you begin in online gaming? Or Well, I was born a young man. And I had, his legend says, I was born for controller in my hand. And with this controller, I was told that I was the son of legend and that I would traverse the lands and spread the good news of gaming to those far and wide. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually true, except for the whole being born for controller in my hand thing. That'd be weird. But like, how did you, how do you interact with people? Sorry, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. How do you interact with people online? 
Right. So the interaction online obviously is different than local, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, like we already kind of discussed, if you have trolls or negative people, it's nice because if your friend's annoying you or you just put them on mute, you know, and you just, there you go. You say, hey, man, I, I got a phone call and he put them on mute and you're good to go. If you don't know the person, you just put them on mute and you don't even have to say anything. Um, but online is particularly good if you're a busy person like me. I'm, I'm super busy. I have a lot of stuff going on, um, you know, between all the things I'm dealing with. So when I don't have a bunch of time to spend driving and traveling to someone's house or like getting my stuff together to travel to someone's house and then sit down and game with them and then drive back, I can just sit down, hop on Skype, and then hop on whatever the game it is, Awesome Knots, Risk of Rain, Dungeon of the Endless, you know, whatever, and then play. And a lot of my online uh, experiences, for me anyway, personally, come from Steam. Steam is like the most affordable way to game online because you don't need, uh, you know, Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus. You just need the internet, which you already have, uh, and a Steam account, which is free. So it's just the cost of the game plus the cost of the internet that you're already, you know, using. And that's that's it. That's all the overhead. There's nothing else besides that. So those that's really easy for me to get into and game with some of my friends. Most people these days have a PC. Um, if you don't, they're very, like, price-wise mm -hmm. comparable to consoles these days. Uh, you may spend, like, one to two hundred extra bucks for it, but it'll last you for a whole lot longer than a console will these days. Yeah, so, and the games are cheaper. Generally. Yeah, the games are a whole lot cheaper. I mean, the AAA is still, meh, meh, but in, in general, the games are cheaper, and there's a wide variety of games that are on Steam and not anywhere else, you know, for indies. So it's it's great. And as far as, like, how I'm able to interact with people, it's, it's you know, it's Skype. It's curse chat. It's uh, these, fr uh, again, free and easy programs that you can use to communicate with people. If you don't have a computer, which whatever, and you were trying to play with a friend on Call of Duty, well, they have mics built in for the console systems. Or if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, you could just use your phone. Just call somebody mm -hmm. and, and talk to them that way. Most folks has headsets or Bluetooths or something like that now. So it's, it's a lot easier to communicate with folks. That's part of the reason why I never really get why uh, people get upset about games that don't include voice chat. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many ways and better ways to voice chat than putting it in a game, you know, like nowadays, that a lot of people have access to. Um, I, I meet like a million times to one prefer using Skype than a built-in voice chat. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I can control exactly who I want to hear, uh, who I want to talk to. And honestly, when you think about it, the only people that use the voice chat in a game are the trolls. <laughs> it's, it's all the people you don't want to hear. So, you know, I just avoid that whole situation. Um, but yeah, so, you know, using the computer or using the console, using Skype to communicate uh, online gaming is a lot more time effective. Um, you don't have to, you know, worry about all the time spent traveling. You can just jack right in and get going. How did you... Um have you ever built relationships online? Like, do you have some players that you met online that you still play with? I mean, I know you don't play as much Halo or... Like you know, it's funny. It, it, it kind of goes... It, it, it comes and goes in that it, it really depends on what you want to do. But the opportunity is always there. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, when a game comes out, I'll, I'll use Destiny as an example just because. But I can't stand Destiny. <laughs> but when Destiny came out and I was all about it... Uh, I mean, finding people to play with in Destiny was easy. I mean, a lot of times I would play, people would join the game, and, you know, if they had chat open, you could talk to those people. Uh, you could send them a friend request, send them a message, say, hey, that was a really great game. 
you can kind of control the level of interaction that you want to mm-hmm. have with somebody uh, and vice versa. Someone might send you a message and say, hey, that was really great. You're a great player or whatever it is. And I can say, okay, yeah, I want to hang out with this person and play because when I play with them, that increases my chance of success because, you know, I respect them. They're good. They respect me. We can talk and it's a good time. Uh, so it's nice. That exists. And that's part of what makes online gaming just so great is that you have full control over the type of interaction you want to have with someone else. Yeah. But do you feel like those relationships end once you stop playing that game? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. depends. It depends. But yeah, if you don't uh, connect to the level where I can say, OK, well, I don't play this game all the time. Here are some other games I play. Or here are some of my other gamer tags you can follow mm-hmm. me on. Then, yeah. And you know, sometimes you don't even think about it until after you've turned the game off and it's like, okay, well, I hope that person gets on again because otherwise you're just kind of screwed. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's important to, I guess, to put that plug in if you're trying to build a relationship online. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not talking dating online. That'll be another episode, <laughs> but we're talking about just friendships like Tinder. Yeah. We're going to bring Paige Turner back over to talk about Tinder. <laughs> To talk about things beyond just the game that you're playing. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're like starting from scratch, you know, with online gaming, you do need to kind of just remember that and put those plugs in to say, hey, look, okay, I want to build some things here, and it takes a little bit of work. You know, it yeah. takes a little bit of commitment. Uh, it's easy enough to do that if you join something like a clan. The nice thing about clans is that you have the online interaction of playing the game, but then you also have the offline interaction, offline in the game anyway of you know going to the clan's web page and the the forum and chatting with folks that are inside the clan you can have that level of interaction too. and how do you find these clans oh you search them it depends on the game that you want to play but you can search them online uh you know destiny clan there's there's literally a a whole section of bungie's website for destiny dedicated to the curation of clans uh that play destiny so mm-hmm. most games have the same type of thing um you can find groups of people that want to play smash bros for example, uh, I found online in Facebook, and I shared some of this in my first episode in the Heartpiece podcast, uh, that they had an NC Smash group uh, specifically for Smash Bros. on the Wii U and 3DS. And from that, I found I put out a blanket message online that said, hey, look, does anybody want to come and play uh, you know, Smash Bros. local with me? And you know, this is kind of like an online to local transition. One person responded. And they came and we played, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was that whole thing of I need to, in this online space, kind of be a megaphone and put my message out Mm -hmm. there to say, hey, I'm looking for this. I'm looking to connect with people in so many words. And then it's my job to kind of foster that up. Going past the like or follow. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Likes (laughs) and follows. Another episode. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our episode today talking about online versus local gaming. The, I guess, the advantages and disadvantages of both Mm -hmm. and how you can take advantage of both through different avenues, not just video games, but all things. Yeah, I always encourage people to um, to look up, you know, do do Google searches for, you know, the best co-op games or the most obscure co-op games. Mm-hmm. Like, do, try to do weird Google searches for co-op games because if you just type in, what are the best co-op games? Most of the time, you'll just get a list of, like, Gears of War, Halo, Left 4 Dead, Portal 2, and all those games are, like, dirt old, like we've played them. So, <laughs> they were really, really good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Team Fortress 2. So, you know, we got to get something new. So if you want to find some new kind of obscure titles like the Sports Friends or even a game that just came out uh, called Speedrunners, which is a very simple kind of indie game just about being 
Well, it's about running. It's about being a speed runner. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. You can Google that and, and check it out. Um, always a good idea to get on Twitch. Uh, look for, you know, search games that Reddit. way. Yeah, Reddit. If you're, if you're into the Reddit community, you can search games that way. I like Twitch, though, because you can... It's like YouTube in the sense that you can see somebody playing mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in real time, and, and that's nice. So... But yeah. Definitely do your research. Do your research. And then kids. carry it out. And eat your broccoli. Eat your broccoli. <laughs> eat eat milk. Eat it. <laughs> milk and cereal. Cereal and milk. You can't eat milk, though. You drink milk, Joe. Well, you can kind of chew while you drink, I guess. Mm. No. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't eat if milk. If it curdle. Then, you're, <laughs> then don't eat it. Like, oh. <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed our episode again. Indeed. You can check us out on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or on our website, heartpeacepodcast.com. And if you enjoy this episode any of our other episodes, then please do us the favor, if you ever have some time, and leave us a review specifically on iTunes. That really yes. helps make this podcast more visible. Share it with your friends. Give us a shout out on Twitter, on Facebook. Tell them all about the Heartpiece Podcast, and that would help a ton. Well, well, until next time, peace out, heart pieces.